Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I am excited for another amazing guest. This is my friend and colleague and fellow uh, networking group and mastermind person. We do all kinds of things together. Lots of fun. You're going to love her because she's got some really great stuff that answers my, my key question that we always talk about on these things. So let me introduce you to Donna Dubay. She's the founder of Productivity Plus and provides operational excellence to six-figure entrepreneurs through an ongoing strategic partnership. Donna helps the CEO reach their full potential without the burnout and stress that comes with managing a growing and scaling business. She believes that ease and efficiency in small business comes directly from making data-driven business decisions. As Donna likes to say, data helps you stop leaks, find opportunities, and boost your revenue. Know your numbers, grow your business. Speaking to my heart there, girl. (laughs) Operational, getting the stuff off the plate, making the right decisions based on the numbers, not just guessing. So, of course, we're going to start with the question, what is your best advice for business owners who want to scale to the next level and beyond? Yeah, great. Thanks, Sophie. And thanks so much for having me today. So my best advice, of course, is to start looking at your metrics and start tracking your data because those numbers are really going to tell you what's happening in your business. It really does tell the story of your business and it's going to help you find leaks in your business. So places where you're spending money that you maybe don't need to or wasting money, it's going to help you find opportunities for growth and of course, give you an action plan of how to move forward so you can boost your revenue. I love it. I love it. And okay. So, you know, numbers, what numbers? And I know you, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you track lots and lots of numbers, so we don't have to get into the dirty, dirty details. But <laughs> what are some of the biggest, most important numbers to start cracking at least first and then expanding from there? Because sometimes if you go into too much data, the CEO is going to glaze over and go, okay, I'm done. I, this is too much too. So we don't yes. take them to that extreme either. Yes, 100%. And you know, a lot of people do find the data overwhelming because it is a lot of numbers and you think, whoa, what does this really mean? And where do I start? And so I suggest to um, clients and, and potential customers that they keep it simple. And by keeping it simple, I mean, let's pull some metrics, pull a few numbers, eight to 12 maximum from three different pillars or three different areas. So one is going to be your finances. Because yes, you are in business. This is not a hobby, right? And so looking at your revenue and your expenses and your profit margin are very, very important. You can't just look at what's coming in as revenue without looking at the other side and your expenses. And so you want to make sure that you're looking at both of those on a month to month basis. So that's your finances. The second piece is your marketing. Whether you're an online business or you're a brick and mortar business, marketing's part of the game. Sophie and I were just talking about that before we started recording. And so you want to ensure that you know where your customers are coming from, what actions they're taking when they get on your website, or they're interacting with your social posts, or if you've got ads going, what's happening there. And then you want to be able to optimize and really target those channels or those emails or those people that are really um, coming and converting. And so looking at your marketing metrics is the second area. 
And the last or the third area is looking at your operations or your team. So depending whether you're a solopreneur or you already have a team, but you want to look at things like what's my return on investment on these different client activities, different services, different products, whatever you have in your business. You want to make sure that what you're putting your time in is also giving you a return on investment. Same if you have a team. You might have three or four team members. You want to know where are they spending their time and what investment are you getting back from the work that they're doing. And so those are the three areas where I suggest people really hone in on. And in terms of what actual numbers, it's going to depend on your business. So what I like to do is approach it from a strategic perspective, very analytical, obviously. And so um, what we want to do is say, okay, what are your business goals for the next 12 months? Make sure those goals are measurable so that we actually have a level we can reach. And then we're going to use those metrics to say, okay, how can we measure where we are based on where we want to go for that goal? So after a quarter or after six months, we can say, oh, okay, we're halfway there or we're going to exceed our goal if we keep going the way we're going. Or you know what? We're not quite there. What can we tweak and change so that we can reach our goal? I love it. And and I love that you're covering some of the three areas without going into like the finance piece. It's like, okay, we're going to get into your books and we're going to look at your money. And it's like, no, we're not going to go that deep yet. I mean, we've got to get the overall more high level numbers first because the high level numbers are going to tell us where we're good and bad on a high level. And is, and that way, then you dig because you don't want to dig deep and get lost down a rabbit hole, not knowing what you're looking for to fix. So exactly. love that yes. you, you're taking it in high level chunks in the three important areas. And, and I know I've, I had somebody, I have a good friend who is an attorney mm-hmm. who build, who built her law firm and continues to build her law firm into seven and eight figures based on the data based on the numbers you two would be very good friends <laughs> and she is very nitty-gritty with her numbers i mean it's per department per employee per marketing initiative per case you know because in her case as an attorney she has cases and you have all that's involved in the caseload and and with the expenses and the investments and the whatnot that go into managing a case as an attorney and it's like she told me, I think she looks at her numbers like every day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, to me, that just seems like overkill. But she also is very successful, obviously. And she, her biggest thing about doing that is to catch where things are going awry before it's too late. Yes. To save it. Yes. So do you get, when you come into a business and do that, are, and I, you're, you sound like you're a little bit more high level than than she is. But I mean, granted, this is her. She's been doing this for many, many, many years. So, yeah, you know, you're going to come in and start somebody off. How soon do you go from that kind of high level eight to twelve numbers into getting deeper and more numbers and more data driven and more frequently looking at the numbers? How long does that process kind of take? Yeah, good question. So that really depends on the business owner and their comfort level. So what I found is usually when most people come to me, they haven't started any data. And so we start small and start simple so that I don't overwhelm them and they don't get lost and go down rabbit holes as we were discussing. And so from there, 
we can gradually increase as they are feeling comfortable with it. So I have some clients within three months who are right into, okay, which email was the best conversion? What button were they clicking on the email? And other clients, I've had them for a year and they're still not going that deep yet. So it really depends on the business owner and the pace that they want to go. Um, and so I kind of leave that flexible based on them. But yes, you can definitely start small. Once you've got a routine, I suggest if you haven't looked at numbers before, you at least look at them monthly. Because if you don't at least look at the monthly, you're going to miss things. And then from there, you're like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. I want to start a little more. Then you can make it more frequent. But if you're having trouble just remembering to do it monthly, put a recurring task in your calendar. Add it to whatever your CEO time is so that that's part of your routine is looking at those numbers and then taking action based on those numbers. And so at least monthly, certainly if you have a launch or you bring on a new product or service or you bring on new team members, then more frequently, like Sophie was saying, so that you can catch some of those things right at the beginning. Awesome. So I, yeah, I have a client example that just fits right with this. And so she was launching. And so I built a dashboard for her that was just for the launch so that her and her team could go in daily and look at how the launch was doing. So a few days into the launch, they noticed that the mobile views to the checkout page, so they, the customer went to sales page and then checkout page afterwards, was very low compared to desktop. And we're thinking, hmm. It's 2022. I'm pretty sure people are buying on mobile. So what's happening here? And so as Sophie was saying, you start with that high level and then you dig further and say, okay, why were people not getting to the checkout page? Well, how many did we get to the sales page? Yeah, we had a good number there. So something about the mobile wasn't attracting them to the checkout. So when we dug a little bit further, it actually had to do with the design of the sales of the sales page because the CTA button on mobile was down further was an accident in the design, but that CTA button wasn't up high where people could immediately take action. And so it, they would have had to scroll and they weren't doing it as often. So sometimes just a little tweak like that, if you can catch it during the launch, can make a difference. Oh, I love that. And I love that you just said you can do like launch specific stuff. Because I know, you know, some people want to track their launch and they're like, well, how the heck do I track this launch? I mean, this is a lot of manual data to track. You know, it's like I got a VA that's going to go in and check the email stats every day and the social media posts and the Facebook ads. And and it sounds like you you said dashboard. So that does, yeah. that, does that mean you're using a tool or an app that collects the data and presents it in a way that is readable and understandable for the client. Yes. Not like right. manually filling out spreadsheets with all kinds of manually collected data or anything like that. No, it is not. You're right. And so it does depend on the tech that you're using. So some tech will not allow us to pull stuff from, but most can, even if we have to use a zap or something to bring things to a spreadsheet automatically. So we don't have to do it manually. And so, yes, if you imagine the dashboard, it's kind of like the dashboard in your car. So when you're about to head off on a trip, you turn on your car, you automatically look at your dashboard, right? You see, okay, I've got gas, my oil level is satisfactory, tire pressure fine, I'm ready to go. And when you're driving, you're checking your speed, your signal, all those things. You're using that dashboard all the time. And I bet you, your listeners would not drive the car if they couldn't see that dashboard. Right. But if, right. if we flip that to our business, we're driving our businesses without looking at that data and looking at that dashboard. 
So what the dashboard is, is a visual representation of what's happening in your business. So those metrics we put on the dashboard and it's got pie charts, it's got bar graphs. It does have some numbers as well, but you can see patterns and trends. You can see lines going up and lines going down. And so it's very easy to see, okay, this is up, this is down, hmm, wonder why. And then that's when you can take it a step further. I love that. And I'm going to ask one more question. And it's kind of a question that I think my our, my listeners will relate to. And it's something I experienced myself. Um, for many years, I did not look at numbers. I just ran my business, wasn't really concerned about, you know, return on investment and whatnot. Because for a while, I was just I mean, it wasn't a hobby. It was a business and I was trying to make money, but I didn't have specific money goals or, you know, anything like that. It was just like, whatever I make is great. And mm -hmm. as long as I'm profitable, it's great. That's all I'm worried about. Well, then I started having those money goals of like, ooh, how much can I make this year? How much can I make next year? And it's like, oh, so now I got to start tracking the numbers. Okay. And yeah. I started looking at my numbers and, and I, it's partly who I am. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm that Virgo analytical brain. So if you get me down that rabbit hole, I get the whole, I'm in my numbers. And then, it, and it's, I had kind of sort of a bad reaction, so to speak. When I really started looking at my numbers, I've, you know, I kind of was looking at them too much. And, 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 and I was relying only on the numbers and I lost touch with some of my gut instincts and the other things that are still important. Even with, yeah. even when you're looking at the numbers, there's, there's gotta be that happy medium between the numbers, what feels right and seems right and resonates with you and not looking at the numbers. And when they don't look as great as you want them to look panicking Mm -hmm. and going into, oh my God, I'm failing mode or, oh my God, I've got to do more of something to get more sales in the door. And then you start running yourself ragged because you've put undue pressure on yourself to fix the numbers that you don't like. So, yes. And it's, you know, it sounds like you, because you start high level, the person doesn't necessarily get the opportunity to do that. But have you experienced that with any of your clients and how do you go, whoa, breathe, you know, what do you do to kind of calm them down and get them back into that balance before they go down where I went going, oh my God. Yes, 100%, Sophie. It's so true. And you know, for many of us, our business is, it's, it's like our baby, right? And so to hear something isn't working right, or, you know, the numbers are showing something is bad. We, we do take it personally sometimes and we, we do think, oh, it's our fault. I failed this and that. And so what I like to do, especially in the financial realm is right from the get go, we set good, better and best goals. So it's not just one goal. And so the good goal is what we've attained. So maybe it was what we attained last year or last quarter, whatever we want to do. And then better is a little bit higher and best would be a further stretch. But that way we've got some leeway. And so if we're, you know, looking at our numbers and we're not quite at that good goal, we can say, okay, what can we tweak and what can we change to try and get it? If we're past our good goal and we're going for better, we're already starting to feel good about us, ourselves because we're like, great, I passed last quarters. Let me see, you know, what I can do. And so by having that buffer there, it, it does help instead of just one pie in the sky number that we've picked out of nowhere, we're actually being strategic about where that number is coming from based on our past experience. And so that helps a bit in the financial 
side as well. The other side of it in terms of marketing is to not be looking at what I call our vanity metrics. And so, yeah, it's great when you post on social media and you get so many likes and so many comments, but the truth is likes and comments aren't bringing money to your bank account. And so you want to take it a step further and say, okay, I've posted this. Now, how many people followed through, clicked and actually converted? So whether you wanted them to book a call with you or purchase or, you know, sign up for your opt-in, whatever it was, but you want to take it a step further and look at what is my conversion and where are people coming from that are actually converting? And that's where you want to be spending your time and your energy. Okay. And that makes so, so much sense. And that, and that allows, well, and plus just having you by their side to say, Hey, whoa, slow down. (laughs) Don't go down that rabbit hole. I was doing it myself. Uh, Cause you know, I was doing that whole genius thing of, Oh, you need to look at your numbers. Okay. And I'm going to start looking at my numbers. And I'm like, uh, oh yes. So, so this is awesome. And I really love this. So it's about time for us to wrap it up. So Donna, tell everybody where to find you put an offer out there. If there's something they can get a taste of what you do or, or get to know more about their numbers, whatever the case may be, yeah. let them know where to find you. And, and if you've got an offer for them, put that out there too. Great. Thanks, Sophie. Yes. So my website is productivityplusva.ca. I'm up in Canada. And so um, I've got a weekly blog on there. You're welcome to go check that out. And I also have a website traffic dashboard, which I will pass on to your listeners. And so what this is, is a little mini course. It's got about nine lessons and it shows you how to hook up Google Analytics and Google Search Console to your website if you don't have it there already. And then bring that data onto a pre-made dashboard that um, I've put together. And so you can then start to see, okay, where are my customers coming from? Which channels or which sources? What actions are they taking when they get on my website? And most importantly, what keywords are people using to find my content? And so um, I can offer this to your listeners for free and they can get started and get an idea of what this dashboard and looking at their data will be without being over too overwhelmed at the beginning. So um, we'll just pop the link in the show notes because unfortunately I forgot to make it a short link. So it's quite long at the moment. Um, so if you don't mind just looking at the show notes for that link, that would be great. Awesome. That sounds great. So yes, the, all her links will be in the show notes. So definitely go down there and look, go to those show notes and take advantage of that offer because that is a sweet deal to get you a taste of what numbers are like without overwhelming you. And also going, mm, you know, I like this and I want more. So I want to talk to Donna about getting Donna to do more for me because no, I don't want to be the one, you know, delegate, you know, yes. let's, let's have an expert come in and take care of this. Let's not try to be that expert that we're not. So that's, you know, my little tidbit there because I'm the, you know, I love to talk about delegation, getting stuff off your plate and being, you know, being that CEO and letting the others do the work. So mm-hmm. definitely check Donna's website out and that free offer. That is a very awesome, generous offer. So, well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for showing up and coming to my, uh, to, to be a guest, Donna. I really appreciate it. Thank you to my listeners. If you haven't subscribed, please be sure to subscribe and share this with anybody who is looking to scale their business, especially around using numbers to do so. So thank you, everybody. And I will see you all next week. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, 
Check out our website at sophiezoe.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.